It is center stage. It is WCCO Radio. I am not Geraldine Steele. I wish I was. That woman knows she can sing. It's Shaletta Brundage here. It is 9.07. Geraldine is out tonight. I am in. Filling in for my friend Jonathan Lowe is in the studio at WCCO Radio in downtown Minneapolis. And Susie Jones is giving us the latest on news and information at the top of the hour. And this is Gerilyn's favorite part of the show, giving a platform to artists right here in the Twin Cities who will be performing, who will be painting, who will be acting. And then she brings on her friend Rohan Preston. I'm so excited to talk to him a little bit later in the hour, um, who gives us a synopsis of what to expect, what's to come, what shows to look out for, and which ones to avoid. And one thing you do not want to avoid is Mixed Blood Theater's 12 by 12 series. Here to tell us all about it is Mark Valdez on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Mark, what is this amazing thing all about that everybody is buzzing about? <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you for the invitation to be here. Uh, yeah, so 12 by 12 um, is a program that we're doing. It's a six-month program. We've commissioned 12 artists to create work in and with 12 different communities across the Twin Cities. Oh, my God. And how did this come about, this idea? <laughs> we, uh, well, I, I, so I'm the new artistic director at Mixed Blood. I've been on the job for eight months. And because I'm an outsider to this community, I wanted to find a way to get to know the area, get to know the artists, get to know community members, people who are mm-hmm. here. And mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out how to make that into art. And so uh, so came up with this idea to uh, invite artists. So I, I went around and I was asking people to tell me about their favorite artists, who they're most mm-hmm. excited about and who mm-hmm. I should know. And uh, And based on that list, we made some commissions and then uh, working with the staff at Mixed Blood and others here, we identified some neighborhoods and uh, started to pair them up together. And you are working with theater makers, dancers, poets, figure skaters, chefs, collage <laughs> artists. I mean, how did you put this list of folks together? I mean, you could have had a million. It could have been a million by a million, and you did 12 by 12. Well, I originally wanted to do 20 by 20, but uh, the reason prevailed. Uh, so, yeah, so you know, because I was asking people for uh, their favorite artists, because we were asking a wide range of people, mm-hmm. um, there was a wide range of responses. And so we have yeah. a tattoo artist, we have a chef, we have a poet. And, uh, and I think it just reflects the, the wide range of interests here in the Twin Cities. People love kind of the, the range of arts. Yeah, it's so diverse. And, you know, tell me how folks can be a part of this. You know, where can they go? What is going on? Give me the school. Sure. Uh, there's multiple ways to get involved. One, if you are in one of the 12 communities that we're in, and you can find that list on our website at mixedblood.com, uh, you're welcome to be a part of it to help make some art. So you can you can be part of the performances and if you are in the Twin Cities and enjoy uh, adventurous theater making and performance, uh, you're welcome to come uh, and attend one of these. Um, 
Each one of these 12 events will happen only once in their community setting. So if you want to see, like, our next one that's coming up is going to be in the Phillips neighborhood at the Phillips Aquatic Center. You can see that on the 15th. Uh, and if you miss it on the 15th, you're going to have to wait until August when we bring all 12 communities together here at Mixed Blood in Cedar Riverside. And you can watch all 12 in one day. Okay, you got to tell me where I can go to get these details. Give me a website or something. I want to direct folks so they'll know exactly <laughs> where to go because I want to make sure that they do not miss this. I don't want anybody to wait till August. We're sitting up here with snow on the ground. I don't want anybody to miss anything and have to wait six months to see it. Thank you. Yes, you can go to mixedblood.com, www.mixedblood.com. And there's a whole section there on 12 by 12. You can make your reservations. You can learn about the artists. You can learn Mm -hmm. about the communities. Uh, So all the information is there. It's constantly being updated. So um, you can join our newsletter and get uh, up-to-date updates uh, uh, directly in your inbox. Well, Mark Valdez, I just thank you for spending some of your Sunday evening with us, introducing us to Mixed Blood Theater's 12 by 12 series. You all do not want to miss it, and you don't want to miss this next segment coming up. It is 916. It is Shaletta Brundage filling in for Geraldine Steele on center stage. And, you know, from now on, I can say I talked to a Tony Award winner. Uh huh. I have interviewed uh, someone with a Tony. This is a first for me, so I'm excited to talk to Edamar Moses about the world premiere of an American tale, the musical. Uh, Edamar is joining us now, courtesy of the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Edamar, thank you so much for being on Center Stage tonight. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Now, this is a world premiere, a children's theater company commission production in association with Universal Theater Group. It runs from April 25th to June 18th. But I don't want folks waiting until June to get over here for this. Tell me about this uh, new world premiere at the Children's Theater. Uh, Well, it's. Uh, an adaptation of the 1986 animated film, uh, An American Tale. People of my generation uh, and older, presumably, remember that uh, as the animated story of a family of mice who escaped Russia mm-hmm. in the 1880s to come mm-hmm. to New York, and then they get separated, and their son, Fievel, is lost in Mouse, New York, and he has to spend the story you know, finding his way back to his family and encountering many adventures along the way. So uh, a couple of years ago, Children's Theater Company in Minneapolis got the rights from Universal, who made the film, to uh, to adapt it into a stage piece and hired me and some wonderful composers uh, to do it. And you got the dates exactly right. We're in rehearsal now, aiming to open in the end of April. Okay, tell me what the vibe is like. You know, this is a brand new world premiere. You know, that's different than putting on something, you know, and, and you know, it's a classic. This is something brand yeah. new. You know, what's the what are the folks behind the scenes saying about it? Well, you know, you, it's you're right. It's, it's equal parts uh, exciting and scary, you know, first of all, because, yeah, when you're doing uh, a stage piece for the very first time, you're making all of these discoveries about, like, how it all fits together in terms of staging and choreography and the performances and sort of making changes on the fly as you learn things. 
So that's always really thrilling. And then, you know, also, of course, stressful. But you're right. It also is this movie and the, these characters that people really love. So you're also trying to, to honor that as you bring it into this new this new form. So I don't know, but the vibe is really good. Uh, we're having a lot of fun. You know, half of the cast, as is often the case at CTC, are these youth actors, you know, these kids, these teenagers, and they bring this, like, really incredible um, energy and excitement to the piece. And then the adult actors are terrific, you know, local Minneapolis talent. And so, I've, so far, the vibe's really good. I love it. Now, what can folks expect? You know, you know when you go to a production that you know all about, you you already have memorized the music. You have you know the songs, you know the lines before the actors even sing them. But there's something magical about going and seeing a production that you've never seen before. You don't know what to expect. What can yeah. folks expect? Well, um, so some of the songs people might know. The most famous song from the movie is uh, the Linda Ronstadt hit, Somewhere Out There, and we've preserved mm-hmm. that in the stage piece. But the movie only had three or four songs in it. So to turn it into a full musical, we've written, I don't know, eight, nine, ten new ones. So there's a big production number performed by Cockroaches. There's, uh, there's, there's, you know, a big, you know, exciting, uh, you know, sort of Irish jig number at the mouse version of Tammany Hall. You know, there's all there's all kinds of sort of fun production numbers like that. And then in terms of the story, you know, the basic outline of it is similar to the movie. You know, we've preserved all the major characters and events. But I think what I what I would say is that we've expanded the lens a little bit because we have sort of more time and space to breathe on stage uh, than, than in the film. So like, you know, the movie uh, encounters obviously Fievel's own family who are these Russian Jewish immigrants. And then there's Irish mice and Italian mice and that's sort of it. And so in our piece, we include all of those groups, but then there, you know, we also, there was a big German immigrant community in New York in the 1880s and an African American community in Chinatown already existed. And so we've sort of, brought in mouse versions of all of those all of those historical uh neighborhoods uh into the story in various ways so hopefully that that's you'll see things that are familiar and things that are new well i'm excited about it how can folks get tickets uh i think you know at the calling the box office at children's theater company or going to their website ctc uh website uh, they're on they're on sale now, very you know from various uh, various platforms. So yeah, go for it. Oh my gosh, I'm excited about this, and I appreciate you taking part of your Sunday night to hang out with us. <laughs> this has been great. Congratulations, and please keep us posted. You know, as the production goes forward, because I want you to come back and tell me what the <laughs> audience is saying about it. You know. I just love when folks see a brand new production and, you know, they come away singing new songs and telling new tales. So I want to I want to get the feedback from you so I can I can find out what the vibe in the audience is like. Yeah, fingers crossed. I hope people love it. I think they will. I know they will. Thank you so much for being on the program. And y'all don't go anywhere. Rohan Preston is next. It is 926. I'm not Geraldine Steele. This is her show. This is Steele talking. This is Center Stage. But this is Shaletta Brundage. I am filling in for my friend. If you like what you hear today, you can always catch me on the Shaletta Show Saturdays 
from 11 to 2 right here on News Talk 830 WCCO Radio. And I'm so excited to talk to Rohan Preston. He is in the building. He is on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Rohan, what's up, brother? I'm so happy to talk with you. After seeing your picture in the Star Tribune, all those wonderful pictures and, and that article, I'm like, I am in the presence of a great, wonderful celebrity. Well, you know, I didn't want to brag, but uh, I was going to bring it up if you didn't. Hello. Hello. Was that just amazing? I just, I can't even believe I kept it a secret that long. You know, oh, you it was just, I, I did, I did. I, I told my mama every day. She was like, why you keep telling me about this? I said, because I can't tell nobody else I'm going to be on the cover of the Star Tribune Quarterly Magazine, mama. I have to call you in Houston because you don't know anybody up here. And otherwise, the secret's going to get out. So I'm just glad it held. It was so much fun. Um, I had a great time with um uh, Jeff Wheeler over there. He is just an amazing photographer. He did such a good job taking those pictures, didn't he? He is excellent. He is excellent. He, he captured um, not just your your spunk and your personality, but your spontaneity and all of it. It's wonderful. You know? He did. And then that Rachel Hutton put her whole foot and two pinky toenails in that story, honey. She showed all the way out. And it was funny because when she came over, it wasn't supposed to be Rohan, a, a, a magazine cover uh, column. It, it was supposed to be in the variety section. And she said, well, you know, I'm going to come and, and we're going to chat and talk. And I said, honey, if you come over here, you're going to the post office. You're going to be mixing up some macaroni and cheese. You're going to be working. Uh, I can't sit down and talk to you like that. I'm moving and grooving. And, and so, you know, she came over here. And babe, by the time she left, her nerves was bad, bad and her wig was on crooked. And so she was like, okay, I think I have a little something different than I thought I would have when I first came over. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we're going to save this for the magazine. And at first I was mm. upset because, you know me, I wanted it to come out right away. Um, but, but it you know, it took a couple of months, and then they followed me around a little bit more after that, you know, because, we would, you know, we always doing something in the community, and they didn't want to yeah. miss it. So they came to Black Entrepreneurs Day. They came when we gave away a trip to uh, Universal Orlando to the family who was carjacked uh, with their small kids inside. So, so you know, they kind of followed me around after that. But, yeah, they came over way back in September. I almost passed out and died trying to hold that secret. You know, I'm not good at telling the secret. I'm good at telling people's business. That's my spiritual <laughs> gift. So, so this was very difficult to do. <laughs> Right, you did a great, great, wonderful job, and and uh, you're absolutely right. My colleagues, uh, Rachel and Jeff, uh, really told that story well. You know, yeah, yeah, they did. Well, what is going on in the theater world? Because I really want to know what is happening around town. I know Hamilton is coming now. Is that Lin Manuel Miranda, or is this the B team? Uh, Lin-Manuel hasn't been in it uh, in in many years, but uh, there really isn't a B-team Hamilton. I mean, this is a tour company that's coming here, and, um, you know, all the tour companies that I've seen uh, have been really, really strong. 
Um, this this is a much delayed Hamilton in the sense that it's a five week engagement, and therefore um, it took a, it took a long time um, to rebook it because of the pandemic. You know, mm-hmm. so it, yeah, it opens um, um, to the public on Tuesday, and the press opening is on Wednesday. Um, will you be there? Well, you know, I was thinking about going. I really was thinking about going. We have to see what is going on with this weather. Now, you know, I don't be driving in no snow, Rohan. And and we're supposed to have 100% of rain and snow. So, uh, you know, I'm from Texas. So when the snow comes, I, I watch it in the window. Uh, I don't know if I ever told you this story. I was working at KSTP. And I literally was living across the street from the station. Like, it was 808 Berry. This was before the rail. So I could just walk across the street without any trouble and go to work. I I didn't have to drive. Um, I could see KSTP out of my window. And so it snowed. My first snow in Minnesota, November 2004. I've been here probably a week or so. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, go pour me up some cereal. I was sitting there watching cartoons, and my boss called, and he was like, Shaletta, where are you? I said, I'm in my apartment. Where are you? And he said, I'm at work. I said, why are you at work? It's snowing outside. And he said, Shaletta, it's Minnesota. We go to work in the snow. And so he comes outside, okay, and he's standing on the porch at KSTP. He was like, Shaletta, I can see your apartment. Stand, open the window, stand outside, go on the patio or something. And he's waving at me and everybody at the station, Rohan, is out there. And they're just laughing at me because I really did think that nobody was going to work. So, I'm still, you know, even though I've been here, you know, this is my second tour of duty. I'm still in the mindset when it snows, I just kind of hunker down. And, you know, I don't want to be one of the 88 spin outs or one of the 120 accidents. I, I want to watch it on the news and look at it out of my window. I don't I don't get out. So 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 we'll see. We'll see. Well, I hope I hope it, the weather is not bad and hope you can come. But on Friday, actually, I was over at Park Square Theater and um, they would talk about bad weather. Um, the snow was coming down, and mm-hmm. and it took us um, an over at least an hour and a half to get home. Uh, normally, a, a a twenty minute ride, you know, yeah. and so um, it was uh, really really rough. The highways were terrible with snow, and and, and um, you know, but I was thankful. Um, there, were, I didn't see any accidents or spin outs. And the show itself was really quite something. It's called The Revolutionist. Um, it's by Lauren um, Gunderson, and it's it's put on at Park Square by Prime Productions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's their new show. Um, very funny. It's, it's, it's When I describe it to you, it won't sound that funny because it's about four women in the French Revolution who are executed. They face a Okay, that chamber. does not sound funny at all, exactly, uh, Rohan. Exactly. No, it but, doesn't. But it, it actually is quite funny because it, 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 it is set in that period, but the women are basically very contemporary, and they uh, 
one of them is a playwright, and and the, 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 all the three others, including Mary Antoinette, by the way, famous um, mm-hmm. empress. Um, she comes, our queen. Uh, she comes, and and uh, she wants her story to be told by the playwright. There's a, 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 a Haitian revolutionary, same thing, and there's um, uh, uh, an, an, an assassin. Um, Marat's assassin, also a woman who who stabbed him in the bathtub, and it's they all come to the playwright wanting um, their story to be told, um, and and wanting the the playwright to help them get the message out. So mm. the playwright is the hero here, um, and uh, of course I say all of the women get their heads left off. So <laughs> and there's Great. a massive spoiler. There's a massive spoiler. at there. I know, I know. Spoiler. Oh, I my know. gosh. And and what else is out there? There's so many amazing things to do. Um, you know, folks are looking for um, new opportunities. We got Hamilton coming. We got this production at the Park Theater. Anything else? Yeah, so Hamlet is coming up at the Guthrie next week. Um, the Guthrie, as, as many of you know, um, is was founded in 1963 in spring 1963 and so this is their 60th anniversary and they were founded with hamlet um george grizzard played hamlet on the main stage at the guthrie and um they're doing the fifth production of hamlet now um and um it it opens on the 14th actually previews this weekend coming um, and officially opens on the 14th. And uh, that is going to be quite uh, quite the show, quite the show. Oh, my goodness. That is, that's some history right there. Now, are, are the folks who are doing it now, were they around back then? Are these all new folks? It's, it's all new folks. Um, okay. Like the people who were around back in 1963, um, the, even if they were in their twenties, um, they're well past retirement right now. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, um, yeah, I don't think there's no talent, um, that's from then that's, mm-hmm. that's now, you know, and it's just, it's an interesting thing because, you know, even 10 years ago there might've been, but, you know, just with the passage of time. Um, but what, what's consistent though, is that of course the Guthrie, was founded um, after a competition. Um, he, he did to, to Tyrone Guthrie said to American cities, um, "Hey, who, who who wants you know who can offer the best uh, support for a theater? Who is most interested?" And so there was a competition, and Minnesota won that competition. Um, really? And, and that's, that's, yeah, that's how the Guthrie was was founded. It's almost like uh, survival, American Idol. Um, that version of that then, you know, and so we beat out Milwaukee, we beat out a bunch of other cities, um, and and the leaders here, the community here, all stepped up, the, the, and, and many of those people continue to support the Guthrie um, very vigorously, you know, as a, as a kind of a flagship. So that history is pretty, pretty profound. And on top of that, the Guthrie is founding led to the founding of theaters all across the country. And so uh, I believe the alley came after the Guthrie, for example, in Houston, where you, you know, yeah. And, and others, yeah, others came as well. 
Oh my gosh, what amazing history. You got me sitting up here all pride for my chest stuck out like I had something to do with it. I love those <laughs> kinds of stories. And that's so funny that they, you know, were ahead of the curve. They were trendsetters. Um, and this is long before, like you said, American Idol or social media or any of that stuff. Exactly, exactly. And it's like, you know, um, Tyron Guthrie made an announcement in the newspaper and in all these American cities. Um said, hey, me, 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 and, you know, it's like, and basically they had to pre- present themselves, like, mm-hmm. how interested are you? What kind of support is there? And, of course, uh, it's a it's a compliment to Minnesota's philanthropic community, corporate community, all these other um, stakeholders came together and said the cultural life of this city is really important to us. And and they and they did, um, uh, you know, make that commitment. And so the Guthrie has been that flagship for us and a catalyst for the rest of the country, you know. Oh, my gosh. I tell you, I, I just I'm telling you, I'm sitting over here with my chest stuck out like, you know, this was my idea. I can't wait to tell the story. <laughs> we we getting some theater, le- theater information and some history lessons up in here from Rohan Preston, lead theater critic at the Star Tribune. Now, what articles you got coming out? What you working on? What should we be so looking out have, for? Yeah, I have a big um, piece on uh, this Wednesday coming. Um, we have a big piece on Hamilton which is nice. Okay. And then yeah. um, um, then we have a, a big piece on the Guthrie's history 60th anniversary where we address some of these uh, things that we talk about alumni, people mm-hmm. actually at the Guthrie, like Viola Davis and Angela mm-hmm. Bassett and, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, just just lots of really terrific talent. Mer- Merha, mm-hmm. how do you say, Mursali Mer- Ali? Um, uh-huh. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. You know, He's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and so just lots of really, really famous people. So, so I have those. And then I have reviews of shows at Pillsbury House, The Revolutionists, um, as I mentioned, at um, um, Park Square Theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're, they're, they're just, you know, it's actually quite a ton, quite a ton of things. Frankly. You stay busy. You know, I, how long have you been doing this? And you just oh, get so yes. excited about the new productions and yes. what's coming up. Yes. Oh my God, how do you so, keep it all so, so I, fresh? I could tell you this. So what? March March just ended and March is my twenty fifth anniversary. No way. Yes. No way. So, Are you kidding me? I, you know how many jobs I've got fired from in the past twenty five years and you kept <laughs> one job? So I cannot believe it. It's 25 years at the Star Tribune. And you're right, in in this job, and I'm very, very excited about it. Um, there's so many great stories. One of the things that's amazing to me, um, and this in general is just refreshing, it's like you think you know something or you know a community, and then you mm-hmm. meet new people who are mm-hmm. so talented, new people who are so, like, just, you know, energetic and energized. And you can't help but catch some of that. And yeah. I feel really fortunate and blessed, you know, because it's it like, you know, if, if you get tired or you get jaded, you're like, oh, I don't think I'm going to meet any new people or who are going to surprise me or blow my mind or any of that stuff. And yet you do. And by the way, the Guthrie this weekend is closing Born With Keith. Liz Duffy Adams is a playwright there. 
but it's a brilliant play. And, you know, it's like when I saw that play, oh, my goodness, it was so beautiful to see. When I saw that, I was like, it's the same thing I'm talking about now. It's just like you get excited, you get refreshed, and you're like, Mm -hmm. yes, yes, yes. They're hopeful because the future is going to be amazing because there are are all these amazing people around, you know? Yeah, and and the young folks, and they're beautiful, and like you said, brilliant. Okay, now you got 25 years at the Star Tribune. Before you check up out of here, you got to tell me what is your favorite story in 25 years. Oh, my goodness. Do you have a favorite child? I do, and I tell the other ones. It's Brandon. They all know. Oh, I would never do that. I don't have a favorite story. <laughs> I have you... some stories that I love um, working on, too. Actually, I, I wouldn't even go back. I talk about shows. I mean, I talk about Hamilton, obviously, but I remember seeing a Macbeth, for example, where um, they, it was a promenade-style Macbeth out of uh, out of joint, out of uh, England, um, and and they went through um, these different stations where where the action was taking place, different rooms, as it were. And there was one place where Banquo's ghost jumped in behind me, and my wife. Oh my God! Was, was, exactly, my wife was near me, Angela. She screamed so loudly. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It was. It was so funny it was so funny but i remember that so well and i remember um um there's there places you know and i saw another macbeth actually dear darling was in the audience and and we both got blood spilled on us which was like oh my god and you know of course i think it was kool-aid or something but still you know it was very uh very uh just just uh, riveting and um yeah i mean think about all these amazing shows. Um, mm-hmm. Think about, you know, Lion King, which is coming back next year. You know, think about wow. all these. You, you know, it's like I, I feel um, pretty, uh, pretty blessed. Uh, I feel uh, just uh, just having this opportunity to share these these stories and share them with our community and and tell them with joy and even. Something like this latest play, which I just saw this weekend, The Revolutionist, um, like, whoa, that's a discovery for me. True, it's hard yeah. to put those two things together. Like, you know, someone getting killed and then comedy, you know, like the sharp lines of a guillotine and the sharp lines of, a, of the writing. And yet there's a ton of laughter there. Oh my goodness. Well, I tell you, you make it interesting. You make it fun. You made it 25 years at the Star Tribune. Congratulations. Big salute. Rohan Preston, lead theater critic at the Star Tribune. Be on the lookout for his new uh, column on Wednesday. Y'all stick around. I got my girl Chastity Brown coming up. I have not talked to this young lady in probably 10 years. So if we start squealing with excitement to hear each other's voices, y'all just going to have to excuse us. Because my friend Chastity Brown is joining me now on the show. She's got a show coming up. Lady, how are you doing? I'm doing good. It's so great to hear your voice. How are you? Let me just say, it has been too long since we talked. I about fell out when I was on Facebook and saw somebody excited about 
you got a show coming up and I was telling the producers we got to get Chastity Brown on the show I haven't talked to her since I was at my talk and Andrew was in Pampers and this boy walking oh my around God, changing yeah. my Pampers now he's girl he's 16 <laughs> years old I went from oh dropping God. him off to now he dropping me off. So it's it's uh-huh. just been too long, girl. What is going on? I have just been watching from afar at everything you're doing in your career and your craftsmanship and your artistry. I'm just so proud of you. I could just pass out right now. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Wow. Um, well, right now I'm actually talking to you from California. So, <laughs> look at you. Okay, we don't have any. Um, you don't have any shuffling to do tonight. Okay, all right, great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, we we gotta get out of here. We I gotta. I feel like my eyeballs are burned from just seeing the sun. It's like quite amazing. Yeah. So I'm I'm, ta- I'm taking a break from the road this week. And I'm just here with my family. Oh, how yeah. beautiful. Now, talk to yeah. me about the music that you're doing. Um, you know, your look is different. The sound is different. The vibe is different um, since the last time I went to one of your shows. Yes. Yes. Thanks for saying that. Um, I feel like it's taken me a long time to change. Like, it, it took me a long time to finish this record that, I'm still touring with, um, mm-hmm. you know, I had this realization over the past couple of years, like I was always really obsessed with playing my father's kind of music, you know, like mm-hmm. playing, playing like more traditional and acoustic and I, it just kind of seemed like, you know, if my father was still around, even if Nina Simone was still around, she would be like, that's boring. Let me hear some new stuff. Like uh-huh. what you got, like I hear that you were listening, but so that's been kind of what has inspired me with everything, the aesthetic mm-hmm. and certainly the stories. Like um, I'm, I would not categorize myself as a dancer at all, but I actually dance on stage while we're performing. Like there's just a lot of joy in in the music that's coming out and i really clung to that joy during the pandemic during the peaks of the pandemic certainly and i'm clinging to it now as Mm -hmm. i'm as i'm a human going back out in the world but also a human who performs and um am acclimating to life again you know so so, what was that like to be able to say you know what i'm just gonna be free I'm going to do me. I'm not going to worry about what anybody else says. I'm going to dance. I'm going to play the music that I enjoy because I know other people are going to enjoy it. Versus, you know, when people come to hear Chastity Brown, girl, they, you know, they expect a certain style, a certain flair, a certain flavor. And you just switched Mm -hmm. it up on everybody. And, you know, folks (laughs) fell in love with it. But you didn't know that when you were switching things up. You had no idea how people would receive that. But you just stepped out on faith and did it. You know, I feel like what attracts me to the people I admire in my life is their honesty. And I I think that, I mean, that's what we love about great stories in general, is that someone is telling us something that is true to them. 
And that speaks to people. Truth speaks, you know, and I needed, I needed a change. I, w- I was really bored. Um, as, as an artist, I just was like, I, I'm not, I wasn't challenging myself. Um, I just felt like, um, you know, it, it was time for a change. Um, but the thing is, is that, you know, like I was saying is there was a lot of that happened. Um, it was almost like photosynthesis, you know, Mm -hmm. it happened without the eyes of everyone looking or listening. Um, and when I emerged, um, I've, I've thought a lot about like the route to the bloom and mm. what I used to, what I used to do. And, and, and I guess what I still do is roots, but hopefully it's different. Um, so it's blooming, it's bloomed into something that is a little more ferocious, a little more sassy even. Right. Um, right. You know, Girl, you are giving it to him, and I love it. I was like, I mean, oh, from sure. head Thank to you. toe, the hair, the outfit, the style. Um, you know, I don't know. You know, for some people, being free and, you know, stepping outside the box and those comfortable norms is scary. You know, did you ever have a thought where, okay, if I do this, my fans might not like it. They want to see me a certain way, and I'll just give them um, you know, what they're accustomed to. I don't want to shock and awe people. They're looking for consistency right now because the world is mm-hmm. going crazy. They want to tune in and see you doing you the way you always do you, and they find comfort in that, you know. And, and mm-hmm. so here you come, girl, changing it up, you know, and it's beautiful, but it's scary. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I appreciate you seeing that because I I – I don't know. Like, I definitely have thought about it. And in certain ways, I'm like, well, where do I fit? And mm. um, again, I think the, I remember when I first started touring and I was terrified and I would get off the stage, leave the venue and go sit in the car until it was time to go. And my bandmate came out and was like, are you going to talk to these people? And I was like, oh, my God, no. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. And he told me something as a as a songwriter. He was like, pretend like you're the only person in the room with a flashlight. And it's your job to get people to the door. Oh. And um, times change. You know, certainly living in Minneapolis, during right. the uprising, like mm-hmm. we had an uprising and a pandemic, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. Um, uh, I feel connected to my people in a deeper way. Mm-hmm. And within that, I'm also just celebrating like, you know, I feel like Issa Rae, who has the television show Insecure, mm-hmm. like I mm-hmm. feel like that. I feel like a little like nerdy black weirdo who loves a bunch of instruments, (laughs) you know? And you know who else was a nerdy, nerdy uh, black weirdo who loved a bunch of instruments? Uh, Prince. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, you know, Lenny Kravitz. Uh huh. Yes. I think you are in good company, uh, child. Absolutely. I think you're gonna be all right, and you're gonna do all right. Thank you, thank you. I feel that, and. For fans that are surprised, I I just ask them to 
to dig in and listen, let themselves be moved. Yes, you are moving and grooving, and I so appreciate you being with me on the show uh, tonight. I'm so proud of you, and thank you all for tuning in to Still Talking. It has been an amazing couple of hours hanging out with Jonathan and Susie and all of our amazing guests. If you missed any part of this show, you can go to WCCO Radio. Dot com. Look for Geraldine Steele's show and Jonathan has all the interviews there. Have an amazing week.